Happy birthday to fill in the blank. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mindful Monday. It's a big Mindful Monday for me. Last Thursday, I celebrated my 60th birthday. And when I tell you my mind has been full, oh boy, how am I ever going to get all of it out of my head and into the world? It's been wonderful. It's been exciting. It's been hard. It's been insightful. It's been sad. It's been happy. It's been reflective. Everything I can think of, it's been. I don't know what it is about turning 60 that just feels so huge. I didn't feel that way at 50. Can you reflect on birthdays that you felt were milestones for you? How about when you were little, in your teens, maybe 20s? I can remember 30. I really remember 40. 50? 50 was fine. I was okay with it. It had no big meaning to me in spite of a wonderful celebration with friends. But 60? Wow. As my friend Ellie says, it's hitting me harder than it's hitting you. But I don't know, Ellie. It's kind of hitting me now that you mention it. In any event, I wanted to share a couple of things that I've found and have seen during this magnificent time. Some people, I have noticed, have these rituals that lead them to celebrate from the moment of their birthday through the coming year. One friend is traveling state parks and sketching them. Another is doing 70 things she's never done before. Another took $51 bills and hid them around town, like in the grocery store under ketchup, in cracks in walls, on people's windshields. When I turned 50, I wrote notes to folks who had really impacted my world. For my 60th, it wasn't so much about the ritual of doing 60 things, but I did take the six months leading up to my birthday to have experiences. I didn't really want stuff. I look around, I am so blessed, I have so much stuff. But as we age, as we talked about in my episode with Arthur Brooks, we tend to start to let go. And so I didn't want to accumulate, what, another something. I wanted to get out there. I wanted to do some things I'd always been thinking of doing. And I wanted to make some peace inside myself about some things that I just was having a hard time shaking. So I invested on my insides and I allowed myself to journey on the out. I also came across a couple of things I wanted to share with you all about aging. It's a big topic. Some of us have had the privilege of a birthday and others not so much. I reflect on the folks who are no longer with me, family that I really miss, and two friends. One's been gone a really long time, my friend Jody. She passed away when we were 36 years old of breast cancer. And then in my 50s, oh, I got a big old blow when my friend Sharon, who was one of the wisest friends I've ever had, lost her battle with breast cancer as well. It just hasn't been the same. I keep a little note that Sharon used to say, pinned to my bulletin board. It says, it's not tit for tat, it's like-minded people. And so I've used that to notice where am I like-minded with someone? What resonates with me? It's not that I have to do and get back exactly what I give out or somebody gives to me and I have to give back exactly what they've given. 
But who out there shares something that resonates? And right away, when I started thinking about that, I came across an essay. The essay was circulating around Facebook back in the spring, and it was written by a woman named Wendy Riger. Wendy passed away in May, and her family, friends, and colleagues took part in a celebration of life ceremony. A friend of hers read an essay that Wendy had written about aging, and boy, was it relatable. I thought it might be something you all would enjoy knowing and hearing as well. So I'm going to read it to you all, but I'm going to give you a little disclaimer. There's some profanity in it. So if that's not your jam, this might not be the essay for you. It's called Hindsight. Moments of Clarity. Those realizations that are not big enough to be epiphanies, but are serious enough to motivate us to action. As I get older, these moments of clarity begin to come in strange waves, like mental hot flashes that force me to strip down because, like my closets, I too have accumulated a shitload of crap. It was a moment of clarity recently that forced me to discover something about myself that needed to be peeled away. I saw my ass at Macy's. It was just hanging there in the rearview mirror in a dressing room that had seen better days. And so had the back of my thighs. My first response was to call out softly, Mom, is that you? That flabby ass looked familiar to me. My mom used to wear it all the time. Perhaps she had snuck into the dressing room and was trying on clothes behind me. But damn, Mom's been dead for 14 years. Shit. I took another look. Mamma mia, what a mess. It looked like a mudslide after torrential rains in a Los Angeles suburb. It looked like something I'd seen on nightly news. It looked like a job for FEMA. The problem with moments of clarity is deciding what to do with this breaking news. So I've got a disaster back there. A disaster. I surveyed my options. Liposuction surgery, exercise, diet, or my favorite, fuck it. And this is where the rubber meets the road, or in this case, the spandex meets the cellulite. My success in my pursuit of happiness has nothing to do with my ass. I'm middle-aged. Yeah, I said it, middle-aged. I'm 60, and this is kind of what a woman's ass looks like at 60. Jane Fonda is an aberration, people. A lovely person, but an aberration. At 60, I ask myself, what do I have that younger women don't? Oh, I got something. I got a lot of something. Mastery. What I've lost in metabolism and collagen has been filled with wisdom and some clues about navigating my way joyfully to the home stretch. At this age, I can't tell you what I want, but by God, I know what I don't want. I have seen the death of my parents, three cats, several friends, one marriage, three great loves, and some of my confidence when I look in the mirror head on. But my dad told me at the age of 93 that growing old isn't for wimps. It takes courage to master the buckling road ahead. 
courage to withstand the losses to come and courage to check my weapons at the door and stop raging at the dying of the light. We are burning daylight and we have much to cover before the darkness comes. Let us fill our arms with each other, fill our glasses with the best wine and fill the air with a berber yell. Yes, my friends, I saw my ass at Macy's and it said, My dear girl, don't look back. Well, that essay, I have to say, really sat with me. No pun intended. I just thought to myself, don't look back. Well, how can you not look back? I think it sort of led me to even ponder deeply holding opposites. Holding opposites is a Kabbalistic concept. On one hand, You hold one thought, and it can be, in the other hand, the opposite. For me, it wasn't so much about not looking back, but looking back and reflecting with a softer gaze, some self-compassion, and an understanding we all did the best we could at the time. For as Maya Angelou says, when we know better, we do better. So in my second episode, I talked about Arthur Brooks and From Strength to Strength, which, as you guys know, has had a huge impact on this time in my own life. And then as I read Wendy's essay last week, I also received in my inbox, what a coincidence, or as I like to say, a God wink of something that reinforces something I'm already thinking about. In the inbox came my daily newsletter from McKinsey and Company. It's called On Point. Sometimes I read them and sometimes I don't. McKinsey is a consulting firm. They do a boatload of research in all sorts of domains. And this week happened to be on the 60 plus group. I mean, what are the chances, everybody? Really? I've read Wendy's essay. I'm facing down my own birthday. That sounds kind of negative. It wasn't that I was facing it down, but I was facing, I was, I was wrapped up shall we say, in in this big 60 milestone for myself. And here we have this essay. It's really more of a white paper. They do these like little mini white papers. And so this one was, what is the 60 plus economy worth? I thought, ha, huh, might be a poke around. So I clicked through and it was a title that said, Live Long and Prosper. Well, the irony that I had just read Wendy's essay, that I was thinking about my life and living longer, and I hope we'll all prosper in this time of our lives as well. So I was going to read you what McKinsey had to say. And when I went back and I took a listen to this, I decided to just link it in the show notes. If you're interested in taking a look at what they think about growing older where some of the possibilities might be and where some of the opportunities may lie, perhaps you will find something of inspiration for yourselves as well. So as we all celebrate our birthdays and the privilege of growing older, perhaps there's also an intention to set, a way to engage in this time that can contribute and satisfy, and above all else, let Wendy's last words be a guide. Don't look back. All we have is now. It's trite but true. You want to call? Call. You don't want to call? Don't call. You want to create? Do it. Not so much? 
it's okay. Want to do something? Take a step? Not able to lift your foot? Ask for help. But above all else, to thine own self be true. After all, we take ourselves with us. When it's your turn to blow out the candles, may your wishes come true. Happy birthday, everyone. See you next week.